From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome to the big event and welcome back, Heather Knight. Hey, it's good to be back. Okay, it's good to be back, but I'm a little stressed. As we're recording, we're exactly a week away from our attempt to cover the 49-mile scenic drive without use of a car in one day. Yes, we're calling it the 49-mile anything-but-drive. We are going to traverse the entire 49 miles. Uh, We're still trying to figure out how. We're kind of procrastinating. Um, We know we'll be on bus, feet, um, perhaps a Caltrain, perhaps roller skates. I think we might need a rowboat to get around Stowe Lake. But yeah. yeah. Basically, there's been a lot of meetings, and, <laughs> and they're really crazy, and pretty much everyone at the Chronicle's involved, and I'm getting stressed, and Heather wants us to rowboat around <laughs> Stowe Lake. We have to walk the whole thing otherwise. Like we're going to have time. I'm going <laughs> to make you do the rowing. Around, and I will be the one doing the rowing. But um, <laughs> a lot of discussions going on. We're actually going to talk a little bit. Heather and I will update you on what's going on, and then we have a couple of guests today. Yeah, um, two women, they are a married couple who, in preparation for their wedding a few years ago, decided to do an interesting exercise weight loss regimen, which was walking the whole 49-mile drive over, not in one day, like we are (laughs) planning, but over a longer time. And they wrote the book, Walking San Francisco's 49-Mile Scenic Drive. They're Christine Pajoli and Carolyn Edson, and they're going to talk about their experience and give us some tips for our big adventure. Yeah, so that'll be um, a little bit later in the episode, and there's a musical portion at the end. (laughs) Thankfully for the listeners, I did not sing very loud. You moused the words, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, and uh, that's okay. It's a great episode. We're your concierge for culture in the Bay Area. I'm Peter Hartlob, and this is The Big Event. So welcome back, Heather. I got to say, when we do stuff like this, it always feels like a really good idea when we pitch it, like almost like we're getting over that we're going to get to hang out and do this fun stuff and have a weird expense report. And then the day comes closer and we start getting really nervous. Yeah. I'm at the like, what did we get ourselves into phase of this? Yeah. Um, We're a week away from this really a multi-stage project. We're going to attempt to next week, next Wednesday, walk bike, anything but drive the entire 49-mile drive in one day. And at the end of that, we're going to get a lot of reader, listener feedback and try and create a better route for 2019. Right. So unlike our total Muni day last year when we rode every Muni bus, at the end of that day, it was over and we just got to go to sleep. But this is actually (laughs) the beginning of an even bigger project. So next Wednesday, we will be doing research on the current route, which is 81 years old, clearly in need of some makeover. We're calling it the 49-mile makeover. And at the end of our day, we will be tired, but that's only the beginning. We will, um, with reader input, craft a new 49 mile drive for the modern day and encourage people to not do it in a car but to walk bike bus uh whatever else you can do that will not put you in traffic behind double parked ubers for the whole (laughs) time 
And on September 4th, you can come and find us. Um, you can check on www.sfchronicle.com. We're working on, really hopeful, there will be kind of like a Santa tracker, you yeah. know, the, except with us. <laughs> like, <laughs> Not nearly as cool as when Santa comes, but still you'll be able to see where we are, and we'd love for you to come meet us on the route. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, hashtags TotalSF and 49MileMakeover. Yeah, hashtag 49MileMakeover. Um one thing that I regretted about with Total Muni when we rode every bus in one day is that we didn't let people in as much to the planning process. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to start a new segment for the big event, which is what are Heather and Peter fighting about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, rowboat, they've already heard about the rowboat. Uh, starting with uh, what time we're going to get up, Heather, <laughs> your feelings. Peter wanted to do this at the godforsaken hour of like 2.30, which is crazy because everybody else will be asleep and not paying attention to anything, let alone where we are on the 49-mile drive. I think we need to start at a slightly more sane but still insane time of like 5.30. Okay. That is also when muni buses start riding. I'm not walking the whole thing. We have to be conscious of that fact, Mr. Hartlob. Okay. I have lost this argument, as I often do. My thought though is we got up at 2 30 in the morning for total muni and barely made it to the seventh inning of the giants game now we don't have a giants game for this one but i want to be at a bar at a decent hour we will yeah but it might be like nine o'clock as opposed to seven o'clock or or eleven o'clock so i think we're going to be out on the road more um i will i'm I'm fine with the 5 30 get you on the first bart ride but i think we're going to be on the road a little bit more Um, Other thing we're fighting about, (laughs) what constitutes a motor vehicle? So, like, (laughs) this is anything but drive, but we've talked about it. Like, can we get on a bus? We've decided, yes, yes, you can get on a bus. I mean, if... If this depends on my leg power getting us the whole way, we're not going to make it. Yeah. I have not been training like you have. So we have to rely on some buses. We've talked about a Caltrain. I'm going to make you row the rowboat. <laughs> um, we also are fighting over, we had a really nice offer from um, Carolyn Edson, one of the authors of the book, who, she's super cool. And she is a member of SF Scooter Girls, um, a scooter group of women in San Francisco, which yeah. is just cool in and of itself. It's, and if they offer us a ride on the back of a scooter, I feel like we should take it. Yeah, I just don't want to start hitchhiking and carpooling too much. No. I think I think 98.5% of this has to be on public transit or some sort of vehicle that we're powering ourselves. I even think like an electric bike is a little bit cheating like we might get on a jump bike but i don't think we should turn on the electricity i don't know Maybe <laughs> be into it. we might um, have to part ways midway through <laughs> okay so i think that segment worked well but let's uh, get along now this is going <laughs> to require some teamwork um so we will be there at 5 30 um, we're going to start at the chronicle building which is just a block off where the route goes on howard so i mean the fact that i'm willing to do howard street at 5 30 a.m in the dark I think that we gives may, me some credibility. That gives you credibility. We may start that on bikes. What are you most worried about? I'm not too worried. You're the neurotic worried one. <laughs> this is true. Um, but I think being neurotic and being worried is what <laughs> gets us to complete these things. Um, I think that uh, I'm a little worried about bathrooms. I'm surprised you didn't come up with that first. I'm worried that on like Ocean Beach, 
there's not going to be food. There's not going to be bathrooms. Mm-hmm. We're going to be, it's practically being out on a, on a desert island sometimes <laughs> in San Francisco if you're not in the right place. But we're going to say hi to our friendly waiter at the Cliff House, so we'll use the bathroom there. Okay, that's good. I'm worried about the timing, too. 30-year-old Eric Kingsbury, able-bodied Eric Kingsbury. Now, he didn't have the bike or the buses, but it took him two tries, and we've got to do this together. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a little bit worried about the timing. Um, maybe I shouldn't be. You, you don't seem worried at all. You seem much less stressed than I. <laughs> this is fun compared to what else I do every day. I mean, talking to <laughs> yeah, that's, that's politicians actually... <laughs> all the time. This is going to be fun. That's actually, there's truth to that because... If I wasn't doing this, I'd probably be making like a top 10 John Travolta movie list, yeah. whereas you would be hounding a politician about... Catching somebody breaking into cars or whatever. Yeah. Okay. How are you going to prepare? I think I overpacked last time. I had this bag filled with food. It would have been great if I was going on like an eight-day backpacking trip, <laughs> but it ended up that like the weight of the backpack was heavier than what it was giving me. I also brought out a bunch of podcasting equipment that are we old, didn't even use it. No. Our old digital editor, Fernando, added like fifteen pounds <laughs> worth of podcasting. <laughs> Fernando, equipment. we still haven't forgiven you. Yeah, that I barely used. So I'm gonna pack a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. I think we should bring a couple changes of shoes, bike helmets, water. Um I think we can buy food along the way. All the food I brought last time just got soggy and like mashed up at the bottom of my backpack. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm a little bit scared, Heather. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to get more scared as the days goes on. You're going to. Are you having anxiety dreams like last time? Yes, I'm having anxiety (laughs) dreams. You're going to get more like random texts with um, me expressing. But we ordered our matching shirts. We are. See, that's what you. You're like worried about the matching shirts. (laughs) I'm worried about like. Are we going to have enough shoes? If we get a blister, what happens? Cramping. Uh, but we're going to have a couple people on who are going to help us with all of this. Christine and Carolyn. I'm going to use the word. I'm going to use the word adorable. They uh, are adorable. Yeah, they're awesome. And they have the spirit we love, which is celebrating San Francisco and remembering what's good about it and getting out and exploring the city rather than just like going on Twitter and being irate about everything. Excellent. Well, we'll talk a lot about that. Christine and Carolyn coming up next. Welcome to the San Francisco Chronicle, Christine Pujoli and Carolyn Edson. You're nodding like I got that right. I got the pronunciation right. Perfect, Peter. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah, I wrote it down. I have it phonetically written down. Welcome, Heather Knight. Hey, it's good to be here. Yeah, here to talk 49-mile scenic drive with the foremost authorities. <laughs> i just say it right here. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, as you know, we have our own 49-mile project coming up, but we wanted to talk about yours first. You wrote a book called Walking San Francisco's 49-Mile Scenic Drive. Explore the famous sites, neighborhoods, and vistas in 17 enchanting walks. So, that is quite the title. Tell us how this came to be. Indeed. So, I think it was like about five years ago, perhaps. Uh, it was January, and we like to set our New Year's resolutions, and we had a weight loss goal. And I've seen these seagull signs over town my whole life, and Christine as well. We had no idea really where the route went, but I just said, you know, what if we walked that and made that a one-year goal? Right? We knew I, at the time, could barely walk, you know, 20 minutes at a time, and 
So it was kind of a big deal to, to take that on. But what we did was we just started doing one mile at a time and turning around one mile back. And we're like, this is going to take us too long. So we started doing about three miles, figuring out the muni route to get back. And wow, we just started seeing so many things that we had driven by, we never noticed before. Our eyes started getting really open to all the the small details of the city that we and it became kind of an adventure. And let's just back up. So the reason you had this weight loss goal in the first place was because... We were getting married in a year. As I say, if there's one day in your life you need to look hot, it's your (laughs) wedding day. (laughs) And how did we do on that weight loss goal, Carolyn? Well, we lost a combined 75 pounds. Woohoo! That's awesome. Thank yeah. you, 49 miles scenic drive. <laughs> yeah, well, we did change our eating, too. So so how, do, how, how do you decide to start this? I mean, how do you break it up? Did you drive it first? Did you uh, have I, a big plan? How did you decide where on the route you were going to We looked begin? at the map and what was the closest to us, and we started there. It was actually Lake Merced. And so what did you find on the route that you had never seen before in, in the city that stands out, like a corner that you didn't really know existed? Uh, you know, when you're, when you're looking for that photo, when you're looking for that historic marker, um, and you're walking, you can stop. You're not having to park your car, figure out, you know, or, oh, someday I'll stop and look at that. You, you're there. And yeah. so you can stop and, and look at that. And so I had my camera, Christine started taking notes, and we started writing the history, and and for me, the Presidio, which is my favorite walk, and when I was a kid, it was a base. You couldn't go on there, so I hadn't spent a lot of time. But to find where those earthquake shacks are that I heard about, to find those, and to know, oh, there's a Yoda statue right in here. <laughs> and none of those are on the driving part. They're all, if you just go off a little bit. Uh-huh. So I have trouble um, even, we're looking at maps, and I have trouble even knowing where the route is. Was that an issue for you from the beginning i mean these these maps um these signs sometimes get stolen we learned from they're hot commodities so people are always like cutting them down in the middle of the night and the city does not replace them i can't even figure out who at city hall is in charge of these signs (laughs) it is hard and the thing is they do we took a photo of one um just recently and by the time we came back a few weeks later the city put up the new version which i love and it had already been stolen so um, I, people do steal them, which we hate. Do not steal the signs. If you really need a sign, we have reproduced them and can get one for you. So don't take my taxpayer dollars. Contact <laughs> us. We can get you a gorgeous replica. How do they contact you? Oh, well, we have a website. Mm-hmm. It's just walksf 49 so yeah. walksf49.com we do a free walk along the route once a month you're welcome to join us at um we do public presentations we do the 49 miles in 45 minutes at all the clubs around <laughs> town which is just a fun little show to oh, tell all cool. the history about it so um lot, it, it's become our our side hobby for sure so when in the process of walking did you realize you wanted to turn this into a book and had you ever been authors or written something like this before so I think pretty early on, I think we, we've always kind of enjoyed going to the cool neighborhoods and walking around the neighborhoods, but this became sort of this challenge and this adventure. But what we discovered is that it brought us closer together because we'd put away our phones and we were having a conversation. Conversation? Whoa, what, what is that? I know, right? And so, and we just had this kind of shared goal and we were like, wow, this is we're falling more in love with the city. We have to share and this. And each other. And each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
that is true. We had actually gone out a couple of times and we were fighting and about something. And you're just walking and you're having this adventure. And by the end of the walk, we were back in a good mood. I thought we, we could market this as marriage therapy or something, <laughs> you know? Yeah, we did, we did suggest that if, you know, you're dating someone, walk the 49-mile scenic drive together, and you'll by the know ta- if it's going to be a match or not, right? Good point. I like that idea. <laughs> dating the 49-mile scenic drive. <laughs> Our next book. <laughs> so I think, I think of the scenic drive, I think of landmarks. And they kind of advertise it with these big landmarks that you're going to go by. But you're talking a lot about discovering the city. Were you finding things that maybe weren't on the maps but that ended up being places that you really enjoyed absolutely so i actually have a degree in in history from berkeley not that you know (laughs) well i finally found a way to use it but um and i grew up in the city and i was wondering well what happened along here that i didn't know about when i'd come across something and so when i just started looking up some of the stories and the adventures and who built that you know sunset boulevard people say walk sunset boulevard well, did you know the Soapbox Derby used to run there every weekend because no one ever drove it where there's a hill? You know, the first African-American muni driver and his wife, the first African-American teacher, their house is right there on the corner. You know, the Polly's um, ice cream parlor, you know, the first Asian-American to ever go to the um, ice cream school at Ben and Jerry's. You know, it just was so many little details like that. Or learning about um, Henry Dolger, the kind of the Henry Ford of of tract houses Mm -hmm. why he was out there so it was a lot of those kind of little bits of history that i wouldn't have even thought about and like lake merced i've seen this lake out there and i just thought oh some point they built this lake dug it up and you know it's a reservoir no it's a natural freshwater lake some of the tule reeds are the reeds that the ohlone peoples used to build their boats and their houses and when um it was the the source of fresh water for the city for the first 50 years you know and then there was a big battle over who owned that and um so yeah just some of the history that just really kind of deepens your experience as a san franciscan and kind of grounds you and roots you in everything that's happened here and it seems like the route takes um tourists and people new to the city away from like the cable car turnaround and the places where they would all go anyway like a no tourist would necessarily even think to go to lake merced but you know there's pockets of the city all over yeah but you know at Lake Merced was where the last duel in California happened and you can there are two you kind of have to look for it there are some signs and, and our book points you where to go but you can stand in their footsteps of where these folks stood wow. but then when you read the story and it was during you know free state slave state debate in California and you know it kind of brings you present to the debates that are happening in our own country and you kind of start to see a pattern of these are this was our history and this is our present as well and we found that in a number of ways i have to ask just because of the history of this newspaper were any former chronicle editors or mayoral candidates involved in this duel I think it was um, Broderick Terry. Broderick Terry, okay. not specifically. We do mention, I forget which um, um, De Young got shot by Spreckles. Because <laughs> <laughs> De Young, the original founder. Was it either of Charles or. Charles I think or. Was, yeah. I get them mixed up I too. I do too. Yeah. Cool. So, as you know, we're going to be looking at tweaking this route and um, maybe sending it in a different direction. So, I was wondering A, what you think of that. Maybe we shouldn't do this. And B, if you agree. Um, what would you like to see remain and what would you like to see added or come off the route? Well, I would first say that because we walked it, that we already tweaked it, Mm -hmm. right? There were a few things where you 
maybe because you can, we have these because you can shortcuts, uh, we took, you know, liberties of doing that. Um, so you didn't, 280, you, you it, didn't walk up 280. <laughs> right, it goes along 280. You probably wouldn't have lived to be here today. We enjoyed walking through Dogpatch and seeing how, you know, a lot of that area, the history of that area is kind of crumbling now of the shipbuilding district, but how it's transforming. And now the Warriors Oracle Stadium is there. And it's one of the most beautiful parts uh we think and so that's one that we would definitely suggest uh altering um but we also did loopbacks uh which are um we broke it into 17 walks so you know you might walk three miles and then how to get back to your car we would either tell you how the muni bus to jump on or we'd give you an alternate route back and so those might be some opportunities Mm -hmm. to look at those where where we might route through the castro or route through the mission a little bit differently but i think in general, um, we wanted to honor the history of the route. It's been there for 80 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't we don't want to blow it up. Um, I mean, if something works, we want it to work. What we wanted to do is, I think when they made the route, and as they've updated it, they've been um, making it for driving. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea of this route becoming less of a tourist thing, because we have lots of tourist things, and more of a people who are San Franciscans, maybe people who are new to San Francisco, get a chance to really discover San Francisco. So that's kind of our approach going in. We, we've been talking about it. I mean, we were talking to the Presidio, some of the people from the Presidio, and, and we're like, maybe the current route through the Presidio is the best one. We don't know, you know, but. Um, well, it is a mix. So if you look at photos, you know, top 40 things to do in San Francisco, 38 of them are on the route. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of, of, of the visitors go and see it. Um, but those outside neighborhoods, San Franciscans don't go to. My sister, my stepsister moved here in her 20s. She has still never been to Lake Merced. She lives in Marina and she crosses the bridge on her bike. You know, she doesn't go out there. Um, so I'm kind of about history and I love the historical aspect of the, this 80 years that's been happening with the drive and I, I am okay with tweaking it for for a walk mm-hmm. but I do want it to still have real San Francisco so even though we go down Howard Street and we cross the Tenderloin and 6th Street my view is that San Francisco too mm-hmm. and I don't mind seeing real San Francisco when you go down Cesar Chavez and you're in this warehouse district, like, why would I walk here? Why would I come here? Do you know about the warehouse district? Do, do you have, ever have a reason to go there? Do the whole DPW lot where everything goes to sleep at night, every truck <laughs> is part of that. So there are, you can, ha- I guess my point is you can have an adventure anywhere in the city. Yeah. And I don't want to lose that. But the route has changed a number of times. It used to go down 19th Street. It used to go out to the Excelsior. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the idea of having um, um, changing the route, I'm fine with that. And then I'll just have to update that section so you'll know the history. <laughs> because having the guided walk is kind of also what makes it fun to know yeah. what you're seeing. We're just looking. I mean, we'll get a much better sense of it when we do it next week ourselves. But looking at it on paper, it just seems hard to argue that somebody needs to see every last inch of the Great Highway and Sunset Boulevard and yet miss the Castro entirely, miss most right. of the mission other than Dolores. So it just seems like... Right there are some obvious changes that could be made. What I'd love is if 
we had wanted to, you know, approach, you know, SF Travel. They do to the sign that they could there be a walking and a driving route? Because I think some of it was it used to go down market. Well, we don't need any more cars on market. No. Move it over to Howard. But walking down market, could there be a little sign under the seagull sign that has little seagull legs <laughs> that says walk that then sends walkers a different way too? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, love the sign. That's something that no one will ever fight over is the 49-mile scenic drive sign, the seagull. And you probably know the history of all of that. Yeah, so in in 1938, when it was created for the Treasure Island, there was a little triangle. Yeah. And it was really just the Downtown Business Association who wanted to get people off Treasure Island into the city and do business. And but in in 55, they or 54, I guess, a competition, Rex May, a local artist won iconic since then but there's actually a movie made because recently they redid the sign just a little bit and somehow it's just a hideous version of the same sign you had a little short snout and the orange letters mm-hmm. were too small but this protest erupted and now the city said okay we'll put back those signs why would you mess with perfection <laughs> right. yeah very nice well we're gonna do this on um on uh next wednesday um and uh I'm wondering what advice you have for us. And it could be everything from, you know, are there areas where you just can't take a bathroom break to are there hills that are particularly tough for walking or biking? What, what's kind of some advice that you would give to someone who's who's trying to handle this maybe in one so, day? So since you have the book, we do note where the bathrooms are. Yes, and I was very happy about the this. hill rating. <laughs> Right. We learned on Total Muni that I need to go to the bathroom a lot more often than Peter. Yeah, it was like (laughs) nine to two or something like that. How about our big announcement that might help them? Why don't you do? So um, one of the things that uh, we have had a lot of requests for from our readers is a GPS guided app. So we are testing the first of the 17 uh, segments, which is um, uh, walk number two, which is probably the most iconic in the city where you start in Chinatown Gate and you end in Fisherman's Wharf and you go up Knob Hill and you go through North Beach. And so right now we have some beta testers and we would like to invite you guys to be a beta tester of our app that will also kind of give you some of the little fun facts and history as you're going along the way. That sounds fun. Yeah, I would be proud to be a beta tester of that (laughs) app. I love that section too. I I sometimes will just ride my bike around there to get lunch just for fun, you know, and uh, uh, lovely. Yeah, thank you. We um, met uh, a, a young um, a tech guy who came to town, Lucas Ho, who has a startup called Uncovered. Uncovered, and he loves history. And his thing is that he wants people, when they move into a city, to be able to connect. And how do you meet people and how do you know about it? And so he's doing a lot of different kind of history walks so that when you get here, you have a way to connect with what everybody else knows. You have a way to orient yourself. And I love just that concept of the 49-mile scenic drive being a way someone new to town can learn about this fantastic place we live in, San Francisco. Yeah. So we're excited to kind of partner with him. And, you know, and it's the first app. And, and eventually, if those do well, you know, we'll do the whole route. Because that way you don't have to carry the book. And yeah. That's great. Info. And, you know, there are a lot of, you know, the younger generation, you know, not really book readers. Mm-hmm. So this is a way of reaching a whole nother audience, I think. Is yeah. Well. I like that you're tapping into that. And it's something that Heather and I talk about a lot is that um, there's a new community of people coming in here. And a lot of them aren't feeling very welcome because we're not making them feel welcome. 
and it's not their fault that this area has become what it's become. It's a tech industry. There's there's decisions that were made before a lot of these people that were born that have caused this. So why don't more people think like let's invite these people in and let them fall in love with the place? And I think that's a better solution than you know hoping we all go back to the Stone Age and there's no more tech. Um, so I appreciate that you're you know thinking about people who are coming here and not just people who have been San Franciscans for five generations or whatever. Yeah, because the cool thing is when you look at the history, and we put tons of just fun fact histories, you realize that housing has always been a problem. Mm-hmm. There's all kind of schemes, you know, push all the dirt in this bay and make a house. Um, <laughs> there, There's always been... Um, um, people hate whatever's new. When Coit Tower went up, tear that thing down. I know. I That's just read. Hideous. I'm reading your book. I'm a little behind. I should have finished it by today. But <laughs> the part about Coit Tower being like, Let, this is a horrible idea. It makes you realize that every new thing that gets built in right. the city, people hate until decades later. And then they right. love it. And right. then the positive side of what's happened is there's always been the really successful people who come to the city. They've always given back. Those are the people who built the museums, who donated the lake, who donated the um, um, Legion of Honor. And, um, and, and not only do the rich people, the citizens, when Lake Merced was going down, people got together and saved it. When the doggy diner heads were going, people got together and saved well, they it. Were the cable cars. The cable cars. Freeways across the city, oh they God. protested. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's what a San Franciscan is. So I, I, I love introducing people to this fabulous place that we all live. Yeah. I, I just love the idea of 49 Mile Scenic Drive as it is or whatever it becomes being part of that and that's that's a big reason why we want it to be something where it's less of a thing where people are looking at it and thinking drive first um i want to go on a bike uh lily janik our theater critic bikes everywhere she's so impressive like in berkeley or in the north bay she'll take her bike and figure out how to get a bike route and um, i'd love to just go on a 49 mile bike ride with people you know every year or something like that yeah yeah. Yay. <laughs> so. Well, thank you for inspiring us for this project. And we will definitely touch base with you after we've done it ourselves. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for coming to the Chronicle. Um, we will have this book with us during our entire walk, Heather. Yeah. Yeah. This will be our, our go-to. prime reference material. <laughs> Yay. And uh, thank you so much for everything. All right. Well, like true San Franciscans. We'll end with a sing-along. A sing-along? A sing-along. Now, this was something that you didn't, you're springing this on us kind of <laughs> late. So It's okay. Y- you don't know what our voices are like. Everybody now. <laughs> San Francisco, open your golden gate. You'll let no stranger wait outside your door. San Francisco, here is your wandering one saying, I'll wander no more. Other places only make me love you best. Tell me you're the heart of all the Golden West. San Francisco, welcome me home again. I'm coming home to go roaming the 49 Mile Scenic Drive. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks a lot. They're all sideways and I think 
You are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you to Heather Knight and our guests, Christine Pogoli and Carolyn Edson. Our producer today is me, Peter Hartlob. Supervising producer is King Kaufman. Executive producer is Tim O'Rourke. And our editor-in-chief is Audrey Cooper. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community. Read our columns and subscribe to The Chronicle at www.sfchronicle.com. Chronicle podcasts are on Apple Podcasts and other streaming services. Listen at www.sfchronicle.com slash podcasts with an S.